0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is up, Chicago Bears fans? My name is Lester A. Wiltfong Jr. And thanks for checking out my show. This is T-Formation Conversation right here on the Windy City Gridiron Podcast channel. And I am stepping in for for our usual Chicago Bears post game host Robert Schmitz and his Bear With Me podcast. He's out of town. He's on vacation. So I'm ro- I'm gonna I'm gonna write solo today. To talk about this Bears' magnificent win, preseason week one, magnificent win in a preseason game. They were all so excited to see. I'm gonna talk about the Bears over the Dolphins here. And and before I get into some of my actual thoughts on the game, you know, let, let's run down some of the numbers here because the numbers. You know, they don't tell the whole story, but it's always got kind of good to paint a picture here. Bears, of course, win 20 to 13. They beat the Dolphins. First half didn't go as good as as a lot of Bears fans hope, but again, we're talking preseason. And that's to be a common theme as I kind of go through my thoughts here. It's preseason. If the Bears would have been flat and awful and terrible, honestly it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. These are practice games, you know, preseason performances, you know, rarely carries over to the regular season. Uh, And then the flip side of that is true also. If the Bears would have been just great, like just a steamroller, again, it's preseason. It doesn't always, you know, translate to the regular season. But obviously it's much better to see how the Bears kind of turn things around in the second half and and the end of the first half here. But let's, again, let's go to the numbers real quick. Uh, 2013 Bears victory. They started rough with the first downs, you know, I don't think they got any in, in the first, you know, most of the first half here, and they only ended up with 12 on a game for the Bears, 15 for the Finns. Total yards, uh, the Bears ended up racking up 339 yards, Dolphins ended up getting 326. First half, sketchy, not a lot of stuff happened for the Bears, a lot of three and outs, uh, but as the kind of, they wore on, Bears backups kind of got the better of the Dolphin backups, so which... It's gonna happen again. It's preseason. It's it's always nice to see what happens with these teams as they match up, and and plus they faced each other all week in practice at training camp. So there was a, a familiarity between these two offenses and defenses going at it today. But it was good to see the Bears kind of turn things on in the second half. Rushing yards, Bears had 171. Uh, passing yards, they had 168. Uh, Dolphins uh, finished ended up rushing 118. They passed for 208. The raw numbers are, are, are interesting, but they don't really tell the whole story because, man, the, this game was all about Justin Fields. Uh, he didn't get the starts, but that's, that's what Bears fans wanted to know about. They wanted to see how Justin Fields was going to actually play the first time wearing the, the Chicago Bears' number one, the Navy jersey. And, and I think from a national perspective, kind of judging by what was being talked about from nationally and, and on Twitter and social media, he lived up to the hype. Slow start, but he he settled in and he showed the flashes. He showed the stuff you want to see from him. He showed the poise. He showed the confidence. He showed what you want to see from your rookie quarterback the first time in his preseason game. He did that. And let's, let's go over some of the individual stats here for, for the Bears offense. And, and we are going to, of course, start with Fields because, you know, it's Justin freaking Fields. He ended up going 14 of 20, uh, 70%, nice, uh, 142 yards, one touchdown. His passer rating was a nice 106.7. Rushing the ball, he did have the one fumble, uh, but he had a, a rushing touchdown on a nice play, a kind of a broken play where he kind of, his tight end, I believe, fell down in the back of the end zone. He kind of looked over the rest of what was going on there, decided he would make a play with his feet. And when you got 4-4 speed, you can kind of do those things. So Justin Fields, as a runner, uh, five attempts. 33 yards. The leading rusher for the day was was Artavis Pierce. He had a really nice 51-yard gain, and he actually finished with 50 yards on five carries. Ryan Nall, the preseason hero, he always seems to do something nice in the preseason. Uh, He had 43 yards on three attempts. Uh, Khalil Herbert, I thought he looked nice in his limited action. He had six carries, 38 yards. Uh, And I think the Bears' running back room is going to be a little better than it has been in the past. You know, They made an effort to really upgrade that area. Bears' leading receiver, we're talking about Rodney Adams. He had four catches, 57 yards. He had a nice 50-50 ball he had at one point in the game there. Kind of showed a little bit what he has here with his connection with with Justin Fields from what they've been doing in training camp. Same with with John Vay Jones. He had two catches, 38 yards. Adams did have a bobble and a drop early in the game. But I think the young receivers and the Bears, I think they're kind of be able to step up here and they're going to push some of these veterans that have been around for a couple years off the roster. I think that may be what we see happen here. Over to defense, it was Duke Shelley who led the team with, with six tackles. Uh, Caleb Johnson, the UDFA, uh, had five tackles himself. Christian Jones, Alec Ogletree, each with four. Tease Tabor had four tackles. Uh, the Bears had a pick. Uh, DeAndre Houston Carson, they had a few sacks on the day. Daniel Archibong, undrafted free agent. Mike Pinnell had one. Charles Snowden had another. So overall, the defense did good. The offense, you know, they played. They played well in spurts. This was Justin Fields' day. That's all we wanted to see. We wanted to see the Bears' eleventh overall draft pick come in, play out, do his job, and that's exactly what we saw happen today. Now let's get into some more specifics. Uh, The numbers are nice, but let's get into some more specifics. I'm going to go into a good, a bad, and ugly style here, and I'm going to start off with the good because that's again we all want to hear about the good. Justin Fields. I, I gave you the numbers. Which were nice, but I thought Justin Fields' decision making, even when he didn't have the numbers uh, in the first half, when he kind of was, you know, just kind of uh, meddling along with with the Bears' offense, he's kind of wasn't really doing much, a lot of three and outs. I thought Justin Fields' decision making was still there, and I think that's what the coaching staffs gonna look at because you know you're not always gonna have the, the the flashy play to make. You're not you're not always gonna go deep. You're not always gonna have the big run. But I think if you're smart with the football, if you see what the defense gives you. And when you have to check down, you check down. I think that was smart for Justin Fields. I think we saw him do that today. The fumble, obviously, is one of those things where he wants to clean up. The ball was a little loose when he was carrying it there. He kind of made a spin move. The ball kind of popped loose. And I think he will understand at this level, you know, the the defenders are always stripping at that ball. So once he gets out of the pocket, this is one of those things where he'll know. And and he has talked about it in the past where he's one of these guys where he he values his ability to, to learn from his mistakes. So let's see how this happens moving forward if he's going to learn from this mistake with carrying the ball too loose if he kind of gets that going there. He had that end of the half drive which was just beautiful. He had 40 seconds on the clock. Uh, he, he took what the defense gave him. He pushed it down the ball downfield a little bit on, on a curl route to, to get things started there. Um, but then he kind of worked the sidelines and he ended up getting his team in position for a last-second Cairo Santos field goal, 53-yarder, to kind of get the bo- the Bears on the board here. And I thought that kind of gave him a little bit of confidence kind of moving, you know, as they were going into the the halftime to make some adjustments. Again, this is preseason. They don't do a lot of things, but just having that under his belt where he can take that experience, take that confidence and go into halftime and then come back out. And we saw what happened when he came back out because that third quarter opening drive was stellar. He made some plays with the feet. He made some plays with, with, with the throws. He was pushing the ball downfield. He had that really nice third-quarter uh, throwback touchdown to the tight end where, yes, the guy was wide open. Nice play call by Matt Nagy, nice, nice scheme, nice execution by the offense. But he still had to make the throw. He made the throw. Easy touchdown for Jesse James. I thought that was in a, a, one, of, one of Justin Fields' uh, better drives that we saw here. And I think it's, uh, it bodes well for what we see in the future from him because he kind of showed it all in that play. The offensive line kind of had its moments during that, that drive. You know, He didn't really scramble uh, to run. He scrambled to make plays downfield. And that's what we saw with Justin Fields. Is That's one of the things that him coming out of college was, yes, he has the 4-4 four, four speed, but he's looking to make plays with with the ball downfield when he can. That's what we saw him do in the third quarter of this of this game today. Some more good that I saw from the Bears. Uh, I thought the defensive line as a whole was really good all day. Kairos Tonga got the start at the nose. Uh, Eddie Goldman, of course, just came off the COVID list. So the Bears kind of wanted to ease him back slowly. He was inactive today. So the rookie seventh-round draft pick out of BYU, Kyrus Tonga, got the start at the nose. And this guy showed what he has to offer. He's got the size. He has the strength. He was plugging up the middle. He was kind of making things a little easier for the guys up front because he can play that two-gap style. You know, when you have your nose guard, you know, if he can play two gaps consistently, that helps him because now he's occasionally going to have to get doubled because it's the way he's playing in there. And that lets those inside linebackers kind of flow around and make plays, which we saw today with newcomer Alec Ogletree, who, Yeah. okay, yes, he got burned on the long uh, 50-yard reception. He was covering a tight end there, and he just kind of got behind him. And then the the tight end kind of made a nice move at the top of his route. Ogletree kind of thought he was going to go one way. He went the other way. Nice play. Hey, those guys on on the other side of the ball get paid to make plays too. It was a nice play. Ogletree was there in coverage. He made the tackle. But, uh, you know, if that's the one down from him from his whole day, I think as Bears fans will take it from a guy that's only been in the, on the defense for 10 days here. But but I thought he was strong against the run. He was good otherwise in coverage. Uh, he, he showed well on the blitz. He is showing to be a guy the Bears can count on probably moving forward. And I think his roster spot was pretty much set in stone with the camp he's been having. But I think his play today really solidifies it. You know, I don't think he's going to start over Danny Trevathan. But an Ogletree is a guy they trust now, along with, you know, Christian Jones, where the depth of the inside linebackers was kind of shaky just before. Uh, But I think Jones has kind of established himself there. He's kind of stabilized that whole thing. And then now Ogletree coming in, forget about it. Really nice. Uh, Some more good that I saw today. uh, We're going to stay with the position and Caleb Johnson. Again, here's a guy that that got beat on a long play, but he was right there in coverage. Undrafted free agent from Houston Baptist. He's not going to make the roster, but I thought he made some plays as in 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 the second half, where he's shown that he's a guy that's really worthy of a practice squad spot. And I think, you know, if he can show that he can play the specials, that may push a guy like Josh Woods off the team, who has been kind of an up and down practice squad roster guy. Uh, Joel Iwebinue is a guy that you know I think his spot in the roster is pretty set because of his specials. But here's another guy that, you know, these young undrafted free agents are kind of showing and pushing these veterans. You know, Josh Woods place on the roster be in jeopardy. Uh, Iggy's spot in the roster. Again, I think it's pretty safe. But if a guy like Caleb Johnson can come in, make an impact in these preseason games, earn that job on the practice squad, now Iggy has to be feeling the heat because here's a draft pick going into his, his free agent year. He has not been able to step up and get any reps in defense. So a guy like Caleb Johnson showing out in these games, good for him. Um, another undrafted free agent I thought had a nice game was Charles Snowden. He had, of course, the nice sack. Uh, he's tall. He's lanky. You know, he needs to add a little bit of strength, I think, to play at the next level. But here's a guy that's six foot seven. He has he has you know long limbs. Obviously, you know he he's a guy that has all the the physical traits you want in an edge rusher in the NFL. But he has off-ball linebacker skills where he can be a guy that you develop and bring along and eventually could be a starter for you he's also a guy that kind of had a third ground grade on him going into the draft so maybe he's not a guy that you can kind of sneak through and get back on the practice squad but Snowden's a guy I think if he keeps pushing and he keeps making a good impact in in camp and the practices and then in these last two preseason games I think the Bears need to look long and hard into keeping Charles Snowden on the roster. And that's some of the good that I saw today. We'll obviously break more of that down um, in the next coming days at Windy City Gridiron. Um, but, but, but before I get to some of the bad and some of the ugly, I want to take a break and tell you guys about a fun game called Thrive Fantasy that I came across. It combines the fun of daily fantasy sports and the rush of making prop bets, and basically what Thrive Fantasy is, it's a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. So you can eliminate all the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes that'll have the biggest impact on the games you're watching. And and here's how it works: you're going to choose ten out of the twenty available player props to build your lineup, and each prop's assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely that is to hit. And Thrive has over 140 grand guaranteed prizes for NFL week one, and they have already awarded over $4 million. And their featured guaranteed contest is just 20 bucks to enter and first place will take home $20,000. Here's how you play guys. Use my promo code TFC when you sign up today, and you're gonna get 100% instant First deposit matchup up to $100. So you put in $100, bucks, they will give you 100 bucks for free. Just download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store or by going to their website, thrivefantasy.com. And remember, sign up with my promo code TFC. And good luck and prop up today. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So we got one more I'm going to put in the good category before moving on. And that's, that's Jason Peters. You know, I was all set to record this thing right after the game ended. I was doing a quick, a quick few tweets, and then I was going to jump on here and get this recording done really quick. And then I see it come across Twitter that the Bears have signed veteran offensive lineman Jason Peters. So I had to get a quick article up on WCG about that. And and, and Peters is a guy that's going to come in. Matt Nagy already said it. He's coming in to compete to start at left tackle. He didn't sign her to be a backup. He didn't assign him to be a veteran in that locker room to kind of help nurture these guys along. He's coming in to play at 39 years old and compete to be the Chicago Bears starting left tackle. And right now they need him because Elijah Wilkinson, he ain't it. Okay, He is best served as a swing tackle, a guy that mostly plays the right side, and possibly a little bit of guard. You do not want Elijah Wilkinson playing left tackle. Whether you have Andy Dalton or Justin Fields at quarterback. You just don't want it there. He's not that guy. He's okay. He's a serviceable backup in the NFL. But with Jason Peters coming in now, here's a guy that can start at left tackle for you. He's got 200 starts throughout his career. Yes, 39 years old. But he played the eight games he played last year. He started them all at left tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. He had some injury issues. I think he had a foot injury. Uh, He was on IR. Uh, He actually ended the season on IR. He is still able to play good enough at this point in his career. He may not be the same all-pro that he was. He may not be, even be the same pro bowler that he was. But the Bears need linemen. Tevin Jenkins, he still is not on IR. He's still not on a pup list. But he still has not practiced. What's happening with Tevin Jenkins? Larry Borum's a concussion protocol Alex Bars, who had an injury scare, ended up playing a starting today. you know. But he's a guy they're counting on to play multiple spots. James Daniels did not play against the Dolphins. He's a guy that's got a quad injury. So the Bears have some issues up front. They need depth. Uh, Jason Peters is a quality NFL pro. He can come in here. He was all set to play guard last year for the Eagles. So if by some chance Tevin Jenkins does come back and wows this, this franchise, and takes that left tackle job from Jason Peters. Peters has the ability and the experience to back up a guard to play right tackle, which he did earlier in his career. He's just that guy at this point in, in his in his career at 39 years old that can just bring some value to a locker room. Also, so so I'm excited. I think it's a good pickup for the Bears. All right, now let's move on to the bad, and I kind of touched on it the offensive line. <sighs> you know, they weren't awful against the Dolphins, it didn't give you enough confidence to think, yeah, we'll be fine moving forward with this group. Uh, the Bears started LeShavie Simmons at right tackle. They started Alex Bars, Sam Mustafer, Cody Whitehair, and the aforementioned Elijah Wilkinson up front. Not awful. okay. If that's the best compliment I give this group as a whole, that that's probably the best it'll get today. You know, Mustafer was fine. Whitehair's fine. Those are your two starters. But when you got three backups Starting on the old line, you got to make some changes, and, and that's why they brought in Jason Peters. Good move for the Bears. Uh, moving on to the secondary. We have talked about the concerns we have in the secondary this entire offseason. We've talked about it since the last season ended. They cut Kyle Fuller. This secondary has got some problems. Today, they're missing their starting safeties of, of Tayshawn Gibson and Eddie Jackson. So it's possible once those guys come back, things will look a little better. Things will tighten up a little bit in the back end. But today wasn't that day. Uh, Deion Bush, Deion Houston Carson, good backups. I don't mind them playing in a pinch. I don't mind them playing a little bit of nickel or dime. They could do it. They have the experience. Uh, DHC had a pick today. Uh, he made a nice play. You don't want them those guys starting. But I think the, the bigger concern to me is that cornerback, because you have Jalen Johnson, second-year pro. He's going to be fine. As your CB1, he'll be fine. But the Bears today were missing uh, Desmond Trafant, so so Kendall Vilder got the start. And, you know, there wasn't any any wild plays from him. He was just a guy out there. Uh, Duke Shelley was starting at the nickel. And, and the way things are trending, it looks like Duke Shelley may be your nickel moving forward. I thought it would kind of come down to Vilder or Shelley with Vilder having a chance to start outside with Trafant. If he wasn't going to make it in. But the more it's looking is the more it's looking like Wilder is focusing more on that outside spot. So if by chance he can't beat out Trufant, he may just be one of your top reserves until we see how the season progresses. And Duke Shelley did have a nice a, a nice pass breakup today. He's not a bad tackler. Uh, he's not afraid to stick his nose in there. The the Dolphin receivers and tight ends, they were getting open today. They were making some plays. And this is also something that happened during the team scrimmages this week at House Hall. Is the Dolphin receivers kind of having their way. You know, when the pass rush didn't get there, they were open. Now, part of that during the House Hall practices is because there is no sacks. The pass rush is there. You're not allowed to tackle the quarterbacks. So, you, you know, you get close and you kind of pull up and let the play kind of happen, usually. So maybe some of that, the receivers from the Dolphins get open was because of that. But that wasn't the case today. Too many open receivers in this Bears secondary. They got to clean that up. Part of that could be with experience. Uh, part of that could be defensive corner Sean Desai uh, not being so vanilla in his coverages and trying what it, his disguises, what he wants to do. So we could see that change once the season starts. And of course, Eddie Jackson not being there is a big deal. Tayshon Gibson not being there is a big deal. Desmond Trufant not being there. Maybe that's a big deal. Uh, But there's some injuries in in the secondary as well. You know, I mentioned a few of them. They also were missing Artie Burns today, who who they expect to be in the mix to start, uh, possibly at nickel. Uh, He kind of compete everywhere as a a key reserve. So we'll see how that cleans up in the next coming weeks here in preseason. Uh, Speaking of wide receivers and separation, that wasn't happening much for the Bears. Not a lot of separation from the Bears receivers or tight ends today. Is that a case of the Bears being kind of vanilla in their offense, it's possible. Is that a case in the Bears missing Allen Robinson and not playing Darnell Mooney much? That's possible, but it's also possible that this is something the Bears have to work on moving forward because you know you, you got to separate. You know that if, if you can't separate in the NFL and the Bears have some speedy receivers here. What was the reason today? I'll go back and watch the film and maybe get a little better answer. Moving on to the week, but but from the the fresh the fresh in my eyes, you know, TV version of it, it looks rough right now. Some more of the bad that I saw today. Matt Nagy, I thought, was okay. Again, we're talking preseason. We're talking a lot of vanilla stuff. There's not a lot of a uh, flow that we see in these games as far as play callers go. I thought he had some moments, you know, once his quarterback play picked up a little bit kind of in the second half, things looked a little nicer for him. But there's no excuse for the play calls coming in as late as they're coming in. You want to get that play call in as quick as possible. Now, maybe there's some miscommunication because we are still having with with Dalton Fields in his first year in the system. Justin Fields is a rookie. So maybe there was some miscommunication on the quarterback's part as well maybe they're not getting in there quick enough but from from my perspective of watching it it looks like the plays are coming in a little too late and that does not give the quarterback ample time when he gets in line of scrimmage to make his decisions make his checks makes his audibles you want that play call in there boom 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 it's got to mean they're quick get the play call in there right now let the quarterback get the play made get his team to the line hustle up Let's see what we're seeing off from the defense now. As my, as a quarterback, as 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 the as the coach on the field, that's what he's seeing. He can make his checks, make his plays, and I think we did see Justin Fields uh, in the second half uh, make a nice check into in a nice play there. It's happening. Let's just have it happen a little quicker. Matt Nagy's got to work on that. The punt coverage, the special teams, which has been a bit of an issue for these Chicago Bears under Chris Tabor. Kind of happened again today. Again, again, preseason. You know, a lot of these guys aren't going to be the guys that are in there. You're playing a lot of backups. You know, your off-season roster is 90 guys, so a lot of your special teamers, especially in, in 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 the in the second half, a lot of your special teamers are guys that won't even be in the league. So you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt. But with that being said, some of the first half punt coverage, you know. A little sketchy. Some of the tackling wasn't there. Some of the angles they took wasn't there. Uh, they weren't staying in their lanes. or were giving too much return yardage up to the Dolphins, and that's got to be cleaned up. And I'm sure when they go back and watch the film, you know, there's going to be. A, it's usually when it comes a uh, 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 special teams, when it comes to your kick coverage and your punk coverage unit breaking down, usually comes down to one guy is in the wrong spot. If, if if everyone's not where they're supposed to be, then lanes are created for the return man. And he can expose those. And once he gets a little bit of juice going, everything's broken down now. So that's got to get cleaned up for the Bears. So we did the good. We did the bad. Let's get on to the ugly. And can someone please give Cole Komet the memo to stop trying to hurdle? I don't know if this is the thing that he plans on doing now. It's just never a good idea. It rarely works. When it works, you make it on ESPN on the highlight reels. When it don't work, you get a helmet to the sack sometimes, okay? A helmet to the knee. It's just not worth it. Uh, Cole Komet actually had a little uh, a, a during-game interview uh, he had there with Fox, and he talked about how he thought that the Dolphins may have saw some of his tape from a year ago. A lot of players were going low to tackle him. He thought that's what was going to happen, which is why he hurtled. Hurdle's never a good idea. Just let, let's stop hurdling. You're going to get hurt. It's just not worth it. You're six foot five, two hundred and sixty-five pounds. Get low, get your shoulder down, and run these defensive backs over. You can do it. We've seen you do it. Get your big arm out there and stiff arm these guys. You know, smack them around a little bit. That's what we want to see. We don't want to see the hurdles. No one wants to see a hurdle. Let's stop that crap out right now. Some more of the ugly. I gotta talk about the penalties. A, a little bit too many, a little sloppy. Preseason game one, yes, but Javon Wim's made a penalty. You know, this guy's not a uh, uh, an inexperienced UDFA trying to make a roster. This guy has been around a key part of your wideout room for a few years now. And this knucklehead's making a penalty. Okay. This is a guy that I think is in the bubble, as it is. Because the Bears brought in a bunch of receivers. You know, they probably, you know, want to see what else they got. I honestly don't understand what the man is still doing on the roster. I would have cut him after he punched the Saint last year and in, in, in the regular season game. He does not bring enough value, in my opinion, to a team to warrant having him on the field if he's going to do stuff like that. If you're good, you can pull that, pull that crap. If you're if you're a good player in the NFL, you can do stuff like that. Teams will look the other way because, hey, we can't risk losing this guy. He's just—he's he, just too valuable to our offense. Javon Williams is not valuable to any offense. He's not valuable to your special teams coverage. He's not that good there. Uh, I hear everyone talk about how how he is as a run blocker. Why is on the team? He's not that good there either. Javon Williams roster bubble probably going to be gone. I think he's going to have his spot taken this year by by, uh, by by Johnson or maybe Adams. Maybe Ridley steps up, but then Ridley. Another one. He had a penalty. Right after making a nice catch on a Justin Fields scramble, Riley Ridley has a penalty as well. You're not going to see players win or lose a job in one game. But when you're a veteran and you realize that this team just brought in a, a rookie in Daz Newsome, two free agents in Marquise Goodwin and, and Demir Bird, and they signed a plethora of undrafted free agent type guys to bolster up the wideout room. I think the Bears are getting 11 or 12 receivers right now. When you see this taking place around you and you know you your place in the roster was already in jeopardy, these penalties, it's a death knell for you. You, you got to clean that up. I do want to see Riley Ridley get a, a little bit of a chance here. I think as a receiver, there's some upside there. And there has been reports of Riley Ridley working on his special teams ability in camp. And and that's really all that was holding him back, I thought, from from taking Wims' job last year he couldn't play specials. So if Ridley at least has that going for him this year, maybe he does make a spot of the roster. But Javon Wims, I just don't get it. I, I don't I don't get to love fair with a guy like Javon Wims. To me, he's he's gotta go. He's gotta go. And and I got one more in on the ugly category, and that's that's Adam Shaheen. What the hell is Adam Shaheen? Doing, going out for the for the coin toss. He's he's your preseason week one captain, Adam Shaheen. That's who the Dolphins sent out there to face off with with Bears captain Khalil Mack. Was that a like a joke, an inside joke they had? Because because those two had a, had a little fight during the, during camp this week. Is it because Adam Shaheen wants to get revenge on the Bears for cutting him, or, or I'm sorry, for trading him to the Dolphins? Does he want to get some payback? What the hell is Adam Shaheen doing out there? And then of course. You know he he has the one chance in the game and he drops it early on and so I just don't get the whole Adam Shaheen thing. Captain, seriously, get the hell out of here. But uh, but that's it, guys. That is the show for today. Uh, Chicago Bears post game. Like I said, I'm just filling in this week for Robert Schmitz. The vacay this week kind of happened and we kind of had a scramble last minute to kind of get things going on. Hey, at, at WCG we're still preseason mode too. You know we're not. We haven't got it under a good flow yet for the regular season so. We'll get things tightened up on our end as well. Uh, but that's it, guys. The Bears are undefeated in the preseason. Justin Fields, oh, looking good. Give him the chef's kiss. Ah, so far so good, Justin Fields era. And, and I got to tell you, Bears fans, Justin Fields looks pretty damn good. It's okay to be excited. Be happy. Be be, be fired up right now for, where, for the direction our team is heading because we have not had this type of hope in a long time. So everyone make sure you subscribe to the channel wherever you're listening to this so you never miss any of our other fine shows like Bill Zimmerman's Bears Banter, Bears Over Beers with Jeff Burks and EJ Snyder, uh, Robert's Bear with me, and he also co-hosts The Rule of Three with Danny Meehan and Brandon Robinson. You guys can follow me on the Twitter at WildfongJR. You can follow the entire WCG crew collectively at WCGridiron. And you, you can also find us on Facebook as well. So until next time, bear down, my friends.